Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Welcome to it. Team List Tuesday on Sports Day. What are you doing? Typing. I'm getting stuff ready for Team List Tuesday. It's just it's my favourite part of the week. Oh, don't you jump on, no, the, on the Scott Sattler bandwagon. <laughs> Welcome he to hates it. it, doesn't he? Ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> listener. Uh, 0457 736 736. You want to be involved with the show tonight. Or 1300 01 1170 is our phone number. Hello to all our listeners across the Super Radio Network. In particular, we've got a lot of listeners listening to 2HD, don't we? Absolutely we do, yeah. I'd say, do we have more listeners listening through Newcastle than any other region? I'd um, say I, I, it's hard to. What's HD stand? Is it? I don't know. Maybe is it Hunter, HD like Hunter, is Hunter Valley, Hunter Hunter District? Delta Hunter. District. Hunter Scott, you are. I tell you what, I'm not sure whether that's correct. If not. you've got anything, what? any problem you want solved, ask Sats. Maybe you are Sats. Maybe he's got the answers. Maybe our smart listener. We had a what about two GF Grafton frequency? Just Grafton. No, it's <laughs> Grafton. Mm. Um, but anyway, look, uh, we <laughs> digress here uh, we do on the show. Uh, also, our listeners through Southern Cross, Australia. Lots of listeners in Griffith listening to Triple M. Yep. Uh, and also, of course, across SEN, SEN Track, SEN uh, Q, What's DAB it? Plus in Brisbane. SEN Q is Q for Queensland, right. in case you're asking. All right, and a whole heap of other radio stations. No, this I didn't expect this to happen. Griffith's not too. What is it? MJ. What's what's it down there? No, no, I, they're known as Triple M. Mm. Okay. I think that I don't sure. know what the, it used to be. Two GF, I think. Yeah. And then they changed to Triple M. Mary Jane or something. Like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can get involved in the show tonight. Love to hear from you. Big one coming up. Uh, Jason Demetrio, the head coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, will be uh, joining us uh, real soon. Don't ask Adam about Adam Reynolds. The yeah, amount of times I've seen that question. It's the most obvious question. question. Oh. Now, the reptile no, has texted in. Don't forget to get involved in the show, 0457 736 736. The reptile has said, the evening legends and Scott the Cooey legend. Now, Cooey is the thing that Joel Kane has at the end of the games that we call for NRL Nation over the weekend. Does he? He calls it the Cooey Corner. So he's, he's like, Cooey, who's out there? Who's listening? Yeah. And they all have a beer at the end of the game. The, the Reptile is the president of the Cooey Club. Is he? Okay. Can everyone ease up on the bunnies? Honestly, it's one game. Absolutely. Yeah. lost 10 straight. And they got some big fullback coming back this week. Inglis or someone. Goes all right. Who is it? You well, know. You know. You know. Big Latrell's back. Well, you got excited, didn't you? When I'm you saw, pumped. When you officially saw the team out, oh. Now the season starts. Bugger round one. This is round one have this weekend. Have you walked weekend. up next to him in real life yet, Woogie? 
No, I haven't had the pleasure. Is, I saw him warming up at Sunshine Coast Stadium. He is a huge. massive human. Mm. Massive. Well, he had that wrestle with um, Jacob Host. Jacob Host mm. is a front row, second row. Second row, yeah. And he said, uh, I'm, I was uh, going above my weight taking on Latrell. He said, I'm only 105 kilos. <laughs> What's Latrell, 110 or something? Is he? He's I a, don't know. He's, he's just a big a man. Massive chest on him. And can but play. But did you have a – and I don't mind that two teammates that start going at it. Yeah, yeah, don't mind it. If it shows it's, a bit of passion. There's no punches that are thrown. Mm. Did you ever play with anyone throughout your days in South in Brisbane or the Raiders that it got a little bit heated at training? I mean, while you think about that, oh, it, that was a regular Tuesday night at Penrith when it was a young Craig Gower <laughs> and oh, a, an experienced Steve Carter. Crazy. We used to have to part them on a <laughs> weekly basis. Now, I remember Billy Johnston, the, the great hooker oh, at South in Brisbane Bill. and played for the Bulldogs and the Gold Coast, Good of course. And great, he was Queensland. Yeah. Golden Gloves champion. And big Chris Phelan used to go. They went toe-to-toe after every grand. South played in a lot of grand finals, and each time they'd go toe-to-toe afterwards because Chris would only have one drink a year. And he'd get cranky with Billy, and he'd want to fight him. And he'd just stay away. I'd just I'd Billy fought kid. for an Australian title at Belmore Oval one day. I've heard Outdoor. this story. He was leading on all scorecards, 15 rounders back then. Mm. Got disqualified in the last round. Headbutting. Yeah. Fought a guy by the name of, I think it was... Ronnie Roberts, I think his name was. Really good fighter, yeah. Anyway, we'll digress, Woogie. What's happening tonight? Uh, Lots of stuff going on. What about Cam Smith today? Five million bucks. Aussie in the pocket now after winning the Players' Championship. Unbelievable round tonight. I think he made ten birdies. Mm -hmm. uh, Three bogeys, I think, uh, as well, including the last. But... He's putting uh, eight one putts in the last nine holes. 101 putts overall. They reckon it's a record on the PGA. For four rounds. For four yeah. rounds. Yeah. Because he did – He did. Str- I saw one hook off the tee. Geez, in trouble here. That was about the 16th or it something. Was, yeah. There was a couple of yeah, yeah. stray tee shots, but the short game. Isn't it funny? Amazing. You look at him like – he hasn't had a haircut in how long? That okay. moustache is the moustache creepy. looks like he's is, been, is it, is he's been really growing him? up. He's is been it, growing up for like since he was 12. Oh, I think looks like be... he hasn't had a feed in at least a couple of months. It looks like, I think it's Joe Dirt who's really turned to gold. <laughs> well, Ryan Pappenhausen, they're like doppelgangers, aren't they? Mm. Not just the hair, the little moustache. The... Yep. All yeah, of it's that. not good. Mm. It's, it looks like oh, he's been I've... growing it for six years and just adds one hair per year. But anyway, well done. Five that, million bucks. That shot. Oh, actually, you've got, you've got this here, Woogie. This yeah. shot on the 17th, if you haven't seen it, well, have a listen to it. Oh my goodness, this is way more aggressive than I anticipated. Oh man, what a shot! So, we'll explain. This is the hole, this is the hardest this, the, hole. The players on the reckon tour. this is the hardest hole on the tour, yeah. And it's a surround, it's an island surrounded by water, obviously. And they had the they had the hole today in like the top right hand corner, so very next to the the drink. Well, right, the hill that goes into the water, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, he was leading by a couple of shots? Yeah, he was leading by three, three. Wow. at this stage. So obviously, you just go for the middle of or the two green. strikes at this stage. And, he, yeah, he just – and I was sitting there with my daughters and my wife. They never watch golf. And I'm going, all he's got to do is put in the middle of the green, putt two putts, he's got himself a par, go to the 18th. Mm. Done us. He aims for the flag. And I'm going, we're all oh, on the couch. He? We all went, oh, no. And landed it right near the hole, birdies it, puts him three strokes up, which he needed in the end. Because he bogeyed the last, put in the drink. He landed on the last. like near the hole, but he landed about only about five feet from the water as well. Yeah. So oh, I'm not sure he aimed there. I don't know. Margin for error. The look on his face afterwards <laughs> suggests he may <laughs> he not lucky. have. 
He yeah. just stopped it on the dance floor, but didn't he? It did, how do they do that? It was that? like me stopped. hitting a hole in one. Just never going to happen. But how do they do that? I just want to once do a really, you know, with the sand wedge or the pitching wedge when they approach and it hits and it spins backwards. Yeah. I just want to do it once. That's it. Yeah. I'm not asking for much. Oh, you are. I don't, yeah, you I've are. seen That's you play. It's impossible to do that, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, so well done to Cam Smith. Um, yeah, he was pretty, uh, pretty stoked with that win. He's, and he just flew this week. He flew his sister and his mum over from Brisbane. Well, he lives just down Ten the minute road. drive from yeah. the yeah. So off on the, where he played that yeah. Players yeah, championship. Sawgrass, yeah. Yeah, well done. Hey, uh, tonight's hot topic. We want you to be involved with this, whether it's on the phone or on the text. One three hundred O one eleven seventy is our phone number, or you can text us O four five seven seven three six seven three six. We're putting together in honor of Cam Smith, our mullet thirteen rugby league side. Now I like it. And and of course we talked about last night Pappenhausen. That is that's a huge mullet. Mm. That's Joe Dirt like, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's well sculpted, sculpted, uh, well coloured. Yeah, it's. Oh, I think there's too much work going into it. If I was Craig Bellamy, I'd be a little bit disappointed that one of my players is spending more time on his hair. If he didn't aim up, if he wasn't playing great, yeah, he'd be saying, "Mate, yeah. we've got to do something about that." Do you yeah. think he uses a hair straightener just to get it nice and? It's a really good question, and I, I'm saying yes. <laughs> I'm saying yes, he is. But you now we talk about mullets. We have spoken about them before, and we want our listeners' contribution. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who's the first first one person you think about when you think mullet rugby league? Hitro Wakasini. Oh, the big warriors front in New rower. Zealand front yeah, rower. Yeah, their first year ninety five. He had the, he had this great mullet that went all the way halfway down his back. Yeah, it's frightening with it as well. Oh, what was he? Doing? I, I just think frightening. About, I just think about um, big buckets Hemsley. Ter- Terry oh, Hemsley. Yeah. Was it? of course. Yeah, mm. that was unbelievable. About in fact, I think Balmain they all had. Some sort of mullet or hair extensions or something. Well, you would have played. With, you would have played. <laughs> with, <laughs> you would have played with a few at Panthers and West Tigers. That's. What, been what are you insinuating? Not have... Are you saying that people out west of all have mullets? No, the era. It no, was the era, era that you played in. They came in. That's in what the... I'm saying. They, they came in in the 80s. Actually, Badge was Woogie. more mullet than me. Badge. He, he played no. back in the. 30s. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the <laughs> one of the best mullets? And I've seen replays of it late, lately because the bloke scored four tries in a game early in our 1989 season. Flying winger Phil Carey. Oh, he yeah. had a mullet and a half. Mm. Former manly player with Used the socks, socks down, down. Yeah, and these big locks of hair flowing. Yeah, he had he had a he had a fair mullet, um, but we want to know what you. you so we're going to put in a, a, a team one yeah, to thirteen. So so Pappenhausen's a lock for number no, one. No, he's, right? he's a fullback. <laughs> he's a lock for the number one jersey. Yep, he's got to be. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Do do we give do we do we give Cam Smith the honorary like, jersey? Well, do we give him like, like the Cam drinks? Smith had no hair. Oh, you talking about the golfer? Talking about the golfer. Okay, gotcha. no, maybe he he runs the drinks. He's the trainer. Mm. Or coach. Can he be uh, – spe- we need a coach as well and we need a referee. Did referees ever have mullet? No. I've, no, I've Billy already... had one there, Harrigan. Billy Harrigan had a mullet there at one stage. Yeah, he did actually. You're right. He's the ref. Plus he's handsome. Well, just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey um, what else is coming up? Oh, you guys want to have a talk about the independent doctors who – you in particular about – uh, the doctors are working from the bunker. After round one, is it, is it working? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple of coaches that have been quite vocal about it. Trent Robinson, most notably. And I, I think what he couldn't understand is why players are staying off the field based on a remote diagnosis. And what I mean by that is 
listeners, if if you weren't aware of it, the the independent doctor, which I think is a, a really good step forward by the NRL. I think there's been a lot of quarters that have been calling for this for a number of years. But the independent doctor is in the bunker with the bunker officials diagnosing from a distance. Now, I've got no doubt there would be some conversation between club doctor and and the independent doctor. Um, but why is the independent doctor? We said this when it was first announced. Why is it in the bunker? Is it, is it a cost measure or is it basically because they don't want any confrontation between independent doctor and club doctor? Or, or because, you know, let's say Super Sad Day, three games, are they are they using the same independent doctors there because they're the best? For the three games So you can watch the these games. And you can see it differently. You know, you can watch in the See, in the bunker, they've got, I don't know how many tellies, have they got 20? Like all these different angles and high def and whatever else. Whereas if you're at the ground and you're trying to see it on one screen and you need to see a, a replay, who's going to show you the replays that you want to see? Yeah. So, you know, you sit in the bunker and the and the, and the the doctor can – well, Victor Radley on the weekend. Well, he's at the bunker point. on the sideline. Yeah, the one that's the, under the, the plastic perspex where they look at all the different yeah, angles. So who, who operates that where they go, oh, I want to – can I see the head-on? Can I see the side-on? Show me the side-on in slow-mo. But if they're in the bunker away from that, maybe they can do that a lot more efficiently. Yeah, if it is a cost measure where you've got one independent doctor that can cover three games in one day – I understand that, but if we're taking concussion seriously, we've got to have independent doctors at the grounds. Now, I don't want to question. Well, maybe it's not about the three in one day. It might be about the the technology and the quality of it, possibly in the bunker. But it's hard to remotely diagnose when Victor Radley, where Trent Robinson states that he feels as though that Victor Radley could have gone back out in the field, but yeah. it's been diagnosed from a di- from a distance. Now, like I said, I don't want to question the integrity of club doctors and. And it, it would be a bit of a bugbear for club doctors to have their integrity questioned by an independent doctor. But if we're going to be serious about concussion, we've got to have the independent doctors. We've got to put the money into it to have them at the grounds. Now, the flip side of that is, is it such a bad thing that a player's not going back on the field because they have had some head trauma? As, as you know, yeah, being careful. Yeah. Being over-cautious. There's as opposed to when we against, played, yeah. it was the other way, wasn't it? It was any doubt you just played on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, that's oh, look. This is a work in progress, and it, it's probably not going to look the same at the end of the year as it does now. Uh, maybe there needs to be some communication between the, the doctors at the ground and the independent doctor who gets to that point where he goes, oh, "I think we need to rule him out." Next step is not rule him out. No, we need to talk to the doctor at the ground who says there is absolutely no way this guy's concussed. I've done all the tests; he is fine. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but probably maybe another step there or something, but. Um, yeah, if you take it from, from what Trent Robinson said, both of his players, um, was it Billy Smith and Victor Radley, were not concussed. Yeah. Could have mm. played on. What are your thoughts on that, listeners? 0457 736 736. Shoot us a text. By the way, best text tonight. Uh, we'll win a Spinal Ease pillow again. Visit spinalease.com.au. And, of course, uh, Sat sleeps well every night, and that's how he gets – that's how he wakes up pretty every morning. Uh, fresh, alert – not a hair out of place. Is that right, Sats? It is it's very good for your skin. It's very <laughs> All of your body. Yeah. The pillow. Good sleep, good skin. There you go. I've heard that plenty of times. Yep. Hey, we're uh, getting some good texts through yeah, about well, the mullets. You can you can chuck us out one in a moment, Badge. We'll oh, get to that soon. Okay. But Lou, uh, Lou from Nanango, we love it, Lou, when she sends us a text. Uh, I've seen you play golf, Sats. You'll never spin it backwards. I've never played golf with Lou, so oh. I don't know why she's saying that. Well, maybe yeah, she's... I think she might not 
Now, yeah, can I just bring this one up know. with his one with quick one, mate. Rooster Muzz, if this is correct, thank you very much for the uh, for the lesson uh, about two HD. Two HD is in recognition of the station's founder Harry Douglas. It was founded on twenty seventh of January nineteen twenty five, making the second oldest running radio station in Australia. There you go, there Harry you Douglas go. from the Hunter District. Rooster Muzz, if that's true, thank you very it's much. Not beautiful. All right, quickly, got to go to a break, but the NRL today has announced several exciting changes to the women's game, including NRLW expansion, increased pay, full-time contract opportunities, and a two-game State of Origin series. Gone to six teams this year. Next year, eight teams in the year after ten teams. Great stuff, and uh, we're loving what we're seeing there. Perfect. I uh, think it's the, the, NRL, the way the NRL are doing it, drip-feeding it yeah. slowly, as opposed to the AFLW. Where that you know they've got big margins in some of their games. There's a yeah, massive the content gap between is poor some at of times, the teams. Yeah. yeah. Tim Brasher for Mullet uh, in the centres. Buddy from Birong. Yeah. Uh, Craig Bellamy gets a vote as well. The right. super coach. All right. And that's a good one. I like okay. that. Okay. I've got lots more Hold on to him. We'll oh, get to him very we'll get, Mate, we've got to get to Jason Demetrio. Drawing. This is Sports Day. For the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Uh, welcome back to Sports Day, Team List Tuesday. We love a bit of TLT action here on Sports Day, don't we, Badge? Yes, we do. It's our biggest day of the week. It's one bloke who doesn't like it. His name's Scott Sattler. But anyway, this man, he's happy. He's This man on the phone right now is wrapped about Team List Tuesday. Tough course. Had a really tough call to make with his fullback. Oh, didn't he? What? Latrell Mitchell is back, baby. Uh, and Jason Demetrio. The, you sound uh, like a Rabbitohs fan, will oh, you? Oh, just a little. Uh, <laughs> Jason Demetrio, head coach of the Rabbitohs, joining us on Sports Day. G'day, Jace. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, good. You must be happy. Latrell's back. Yeah, it's a big in for us. No doubt about that. Uh, obviously, losing Blake and not having Latrell there wasn't ideal. And, um, yeah, it's good to have a big fella back. I know how keen he is to get out of the field. Hey, Jace, is it, um, even though he is coming back, is it a job within itself as a coach trying to get the team to believe that Latrell just can't win games on his own? Uh, yeah, look, I think we're pretty aware of that. Um, we won quite a few games in the back end of the season without Latrell and got into a grand final. So we know that the team can function without him, but... Also, he's a big in. You know, we've lost a few key players from last year and bringing him back, uh, I think it's important for us to, to have that X factor out there as well. Do you get a sense of, uh, is there a, a positive lift in the in the squad? Not only because he's playing this week, but when he's actually in and around the squad, is there a, a noticeable lift amongst the playing group? Yeah, for sure. Charles real competitive as well on the training field. He brings that intensity to what we do in the training, but... Yeah, I think you know there's some real excitement. It's not just that the troll comes back; it's putting you know, he goes back onto the wing, uh, which gets uh, in the area. So um, you know, that cat is looking forward to that. Do you view? Um... I know. I'm sure you've had a really good look at what uh, what happened in the game um, against the the Broncos. Have you put your finger on exactly where it went wrong? Yeah. I... 
thought we didn't start well, um, which wasn't ideal, but I thought defensively we grew into the game. And we actually started putting quite a bit of pressure on the Broncos, especially the second half of that first half. And we just came up with too many errors. I think for the game, we completed 64%. And, um, you're not going to put yourself in with a good chance of beating anybody in the NRL if you're gonna, not going to hold the football. And uh, just kept letting the Broncos off the hook. And uh, they were resilient enough to defend us and put pressure on our attack as well because we had limited chances. And we were tr- probably tried to overplay a little bit. Mm. Big focus this week on um, maintaining that defence, defensive attitude, but also having a bit more ownership on uh, concluding our sets. The the Panthers certainly showed the way, didn't they? You know that, that. Not sure how much of that game you caught on on Thursday night, but their defence was um, was was top notch and not something you always see in the uh, the first round. So is that kind of where the bar has been set for uh, for the rest of the clubs? Yeah, for sure. Again, I think it's a lot of it, especially early in the season, comes down to ball control and there's obviously more fatigue in, in teams early in the year. And Penrith did nothing special in, in the opening stages of that first 20, 25 minutes of that game. They just kept putting manly deep in corners and making it hard for them to get out and eventually it, it took its toll. Now, in rela- I thought Lachlan Ilias, Jace, did a, did some really good things on, on Friday night just in relation to the way that he engaged it the defensive line and, and both he and Walker's combination, you know, timing and understanding takes time, of course. Have you put a timeline on or a time frame when you think they should know each other's game back to front? Oh, not really. I think it's, you know, every week is about improving and I thought Lockie did, did a good job for, him that for us in the charity shield and I thought he improved and started combining better with um, Cody. I thought they were excellent for the try that we scored. Uh, they created another couple of opportunities which um, we probably should have taken. But, you know, look, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's about locking and proving each week. Um, and part of that would be that combination with, with Cody. But again, Latrell coming back will add to that as well. Gives a strike on both sides of the field. Um, and having AJ on the wing also gives us a bit more strike as well. Yeah, a few more targets. I, I personally think he's going to be outstanding for you, Lachlan Ilias. Um, now, James Maloney, as we know, he's got a memory like a fish. Jace, is Cody that kind of player as well? Does he let situations go? And obviously I'm alluding to the grand final pass and then the intercept from Albert Kelly on the weekend. Is he? Does he let things go pretty easy when it comes to those situations? Yeah, well, he doesn't show it. Um, you know, I thought he got on with the game pretty well. He got a bad dead leg uh, late in that first half and carried that most of that second half, which affected him, his ability to run. Um, which not many people knew about, but didn't didn't help. And um, you know, he'd be fine to play this week. He battled for a few days afterwards. But look, I said, like I said, when you're completing at 64%, mm. it doesn't give Cody the opportunity to be patient and and pull the strings when he needs to. It puts him under pressure, and uh, you know he's, he's the one go-to man. I, I felt like we went to him probably too often, and we're expecting the big play to to solve our problems instead of getting back to our process and and being patient. One of the the buys that you guys have got that I'm I'm really impressed with the way he plays his football and goes about his stuff is um, Saliva Havili. Have you worked out how you're going to use him? Uh, obviously off the bench with, with Damien Cook playing so well, but have you have you got a, a plan in place for how you want him to be be brought into the game? Yeah, I see him as an ideal uh, substitute for Cam Murray when he goes off and has a spell. He's got similar leg speed and he and he got the ability to play um, pre-line and, and through the line as well as Ken does. So 
Um, I think he, he had a really good debut for us. The coach Saliva at the Dragons when I was coaching the Cutters had been pretty close to him for a few years, so I was excited to get him at the Rabbitohs, and I, I think the supporters saw what what he can bring for yeah. us this year. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a he's a good player. I know that that's for sure. Now six day turnaround. Lots of sore bodies, no doubt, after the first round. What what's the week look like? It wouldn't be wouldn't be too heavy for the bunnies, would it? No, we had uh, Sunday off with um, light lightish session yesterday, and um, focused on a few things we needed to fix up and day off today. And then we'll captains run tomorrow and fly to Melbourne. And um, no excuses, really. I know the boys are itching to go when you have a disappointing loss or you feel like you want to rectify a few things. A short turnaround is good thing sometimes and uh, I know that you know the Storm played late Saturday night so um, there's no excuses for us. Jace when you travel away most teams now is that the normal preparation that the captain's run will always be done at home before you fly away or is there sometimes that you'll actually do the captain's run when you get to the location? Oh, I think it varies um, I, I think COVID's probably put an end to that as well mm. Um no, I was keen to get down to Melbourne a couple of days beforehand and um, you know, get the team down there and trench ourselves in Melbourne and, and do a couple of sessions down there. But um, we can only fly the day before the game and stay that night and the night after the game. So it just limits what we can do. What did you take from the storm on Saturday night? Oh, I thought, you know, they were obviously lost some key players. Um, losing Brandon Smith early didn't help, but they're at that typical storm they they don't beat themselves and they stay in the fight and they've got some class players that can score tries from anywhere on the field so um you know we know going to melbourne's their first game back there there's um i think we'll leave it to milestone for craig as well so yeah you know, we know what melbourne are like for milestones but you know we've got to be focused on our own season and uh, going down there and, and believing that we can do the job danger danger game yeah of course because they have got um players out with injuries and but they are particularly good on those milestone games. And, yeah, for, as we've mentioned uh, this week, Craig Bellamy's 500th game in charge. So um, at a different stage of his career than you, mate, but uh, they're just as important, these games, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, you know, as you know, Craig's aware, as I'm aware, early wins in, early in the season, um, you know, really get you off the, off the mark and take a bit of pressure off you. Now we've got to focus on our performance. There's some key areas we need to improve. And if we do that, we'll keep moving forward. That beep of your car, Jace, is that you tailgating? Are you getting too close to the car in front of you? <laughs> nah. It's uh, every time I go across a line or something, <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off. Now, did you get did you get uh, Benji's show last night? Are you going to be a guest soon? Yeah, I caught it. I sent him a message this morning to leave Cookie alone. Um, <laughs> Picking on him about not running the ball. I think he had 13 runs. He was good. Meters or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was very... Uh, Jay's he said, I was rattled. I was nervous. I just threw out the first thing that came to the <laughs> Jace, what did you make... As you take on the storm this week, uh, what did you make of Ryan Pappenhausen's mullet? Because tonight we're putting together the mullet 13, of the greatest rugby league team of all time with killer mullets. What did you make of Pappenhausen's? I think, I think he's taken the mullet to a new level with yeah. the highlights as well. I think. agree. <laughs> Did you ever have one? Like you're rugby league. You're a rugby league tragic, Jace. You've been a historian yeah. when it comes to the history of the game. Like, is there some great mullet players from Sydney or 
that over the years, like for me, comes to mind. I've mentioned oh. tonight Kerry Hemsley and Kevin Hardwick. Yeah, oh, they're the first two that come to my mind as a Tiger supporter growing up. So, um, yeah, they definitely come to mind for me there. Oh, um, Kevin Hardwick was probably more the mullet. Yeah. I think that whole Tigers team might have had hair extensions <laughs> led by Junior. I think Kim Rusher had a pretty bad. <laughs> he did too. Flash did. Yes. Flash did. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to add him to the he's list. He's on the yeah, list, absolutely. And mine is a uh, former Storm player. You, you've got to remember Taron Nickow. To wear a Nickow. Yeah, oh, that, was a, that was a great moment. That was uh, great that was before its time. Yeah. Great player too. Yeah. All right, Jason Demetrio. Good luck uh, to the boys Thursday nights as they take on the Storm at Amy Park. Hopefully, we'll get our first win of the season. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. No, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Time for a break on Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. Meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Sats here tonight. Uh, putting together our mullet 13, 0457 736 736. Our inspiration for this was uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, who's got the number one jersey in the team. Uh, and also Cam Smith winning the Players' Championship today. Badge, you just mentioned a name off the air. Remember Jai Arrow's Awful, horrible, awful mullet. He got told to get rid of it. Yep. At the t- he did it for charity, though, didn't he? There was yeah. A reason for it. Yeah, that was that was the excuse in the end. We had some great calls here. Uh, Josh Papali'i, uh, Josh Reynolds, another uh, chance for halfback. But I think Ricky Stewart might pip him there. What do you reckon? Mm. Sticky had one. He did. He had a mullet, didn't um, he? Brent Todd back in the day at the Raiders. Someone's written there about he had it. He had it manicured or something. I got Carl from <laughs> permed a permed mullet. He reckons yeah. Carl from Huddersfield from, and also uh, Grant from the Gold Coast. They've uh, they've nominated one of the great lock forwards I think of the modern era, Tarawinike. Oh, it has to be yeah, yeah, the big T. He yeah, I think he's almost the captain of the side because that that was sort of in an era where they weren't cool. Like, yeah, nice playing. And who cool. else was going to say anything to him? <laughs> yeah, you know, Grant from the Gold Coast said Kevin Hardwick. Yeah, Tarawinike. Mahe Fanua. We've had a couple of votes for Mahe. Yeah, that's our winger. He's got to play there. Russell Fairfax, Darren Fritz, the front row. Marty oh, Lang. Darren Fritz had a beauty, didn't Martin he? Martin Lang had a mullet. Did he? Yeah. Chris oh, okay. Nahi. I played with Chris Nahi at the Gold Coast. And Bundy Davidson. We're, look, we're looking for a hooker, and I'm thinking it might be Cameron Smith, the golfer, because of his name. Benny Elias. And he's got the great mullet. Benny Elias had a bit of a – He did. He had a bit of a mullet. A lot of the, like you he said did. earlier, it's a lot of the Tigers guys had mullets. Right. Who's your media manager, Sats? So we've got a really good uh, text here, actually, and it goes across uh, all formats. And this is the reptile. He says, I'll give you some mullets. Rugby league, Cliff Lyons. Napper head. Yeah, Napper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, world sport, Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. He had a big mullet. And entertainment. And we've now also nominated him as the media manager, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. If there was halftime Very entertainment, good. let's say they're playing in a grand final, John Farnham. Johnny Farnham, that, yep. yeah, that was a that was a really special. nice mullet though. Yeah, very it, wavy. Mm. You, did you mention this one, Jimmy Grant and Matty Parrish? That's yeah. No, I haven't mentioned Bell, that yet. Well, that's a, that's another. Oh, we're up to about twelve Balmain players. It's seriously. What's going it on was, there? They they had mullets and hair extensions, not blocker. Yeah, zero. <laughs> but mm. um, there's a lot of mullets were flapping around in that side. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one actually, Mahe Fanu. You're looking for a winger, weren't you? We were. His was horrible, yeah. absolutely horrible. His um his mullet. Uh, now, um, 
in relation to um, mulleted players also, there was another one here with um, Andrew Fafita, Wayne Jr. Pierce. Jr. had a little bit of a, a sneaky mullet. Yeah. And Wiz Freeman. Yeah, Gary Freeman. Yeah. Gary Freeman had a, a tremendous mullet. Now, Sporty Gav, we mentioned earlier on about Phil Carey used to wear his socks down. Yep. Sporty Gav sent a text last night. It's a little bit random. We didn't know what, what it was about because we weren't talking about socks being down. But Phil Carey wore his socks, socks down. Wiz Freeman was famous for his socks down. He's talking about Ross Conlon. Who oh, didn't the goal have a mullet. There's another great Balmain player, good old Ross Conlon. Wore his socks down. Wasn't he some player, to, kicker and player. Played for Australia. Yeah, he did too. Uh, and New South Wales. Now, entertainment is uh, John Farnham and another text here, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, they've got to be in the team somewhere. As long as Miley stays home, I'm happy with that. Entertainment directors. All right, keep your texts coming through, 0457 736 736. Got to go to a break here on Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage uh, Drive Car of the Year. When we come back, New South Wales Open kicks off on Friday. And one of the blokes you'll find in that tournament, Aaron Pike. Pikey joins us next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to Sports Day. You've got Badge and Sats here on your Tuesday night. Two Queenslanders have won two big tournaments in golf over the last seven days. One of them, of course, Cam Smith winning a paltry five million Aussie. You hate that, don't you? Today. Two Queenslanders winning. Yeah. Ah. Well, I, I was all right until he started carrying on about being a Queenslander and, you know, our state of origin. I just, you know, they came back. Just from get being, over it, mate. Yeah, I don't, I don't like being reminded. Anyway, he won five million bucks. And this bloke we're about to talk to uh, did all right as well. Another Queenslander, Brisbane boy, Aaron Pike, uh, won a, a big tournament uh, through the week in Newcastle. Pikey, joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Aaron. G'day, how are you going? Good. Did you win five mil or close to it like uh, Cam did today? I, I think it was just shy, so we'll, we'll run with just nearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the tournament itself, Aaron, was uh, reduced to three rounds due to all that, that terrible weather, we believe, down in uh, New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was like just being able to get 54 54 holes in was honestly it was incredible so if you had to seen the golf course tuesday wednesday like you know there was rivers running down some of the fairways it was honestly you just no one would have thought that we could play 54 holes around around there so to get it done was honestly it was incredible by the staff at cyprus to get it up and ready yeah great work now you're getting ready for the new south new south wales open at concord now before that talking about the tpc hunter valley the tournament you just won you had to win it in a sudden death playoff now when you go to a sudden death does your does your focus completely change? Is it is it do you play the safe game or is it just rip and tear? Yeah, I wouldn't say the focus changes, but it it it, it not it, it kind of becomes easier because now you've only got one person to worry about, so to yeah. speak. You, you've only got to beat one person, so sometimes it becomes match play. You know, so sometimes what the other person does can dictate. You know, what shot you are going to hit on the next one and so forth. But realistically, I, I was. You know, I was just going for everything, and the whole idea was, you know, you, you, you want to live and die by the sword. You never want to sit there and go, well, what if I had done that? So that's my mentality. That's sort of how I play my best is when I do that. So it's what got me to get be in the playoffs. So you're going to keep doing it to, right to the end, you know. So you, you, you just can't change 
how your sort of basic philosophies are just on the flip of a hat like that. Well, I certainly can't. So mm. it, was, it was, you know, foot to the floor and just keep going. We, did you hang around down down south uh, getting ready for the um, the New South Wales Open or the, did you come back and have a, a round or two back at your home course in Brisbane, Indrapilly? No, I didn't. I, I stayed uh, I stayed down, I uh, stayed up at the Hunter and then drove down to Sydney in Concord, uh, down, at, down at Concord this, uh, you know, obviously this coming week. So, um, yeah, there's, there's not really much time for you to be able to sort of celebrate. You can't rest on your laurels, you know. You got you got another one the next week, and and you, you know it's pretty easy to get forgotten, and you got to keep going, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously the New South Wales Open is pretty prestigious. You got some names on on, on that championship trophy that uh, that you know they're at the top of Australian golf, and they're always going to be in, you know held in pretty high esteem. So. That's uh, that that that's the that's the immediate focus now is you know on to the next one. Well, actually, it's funny because we're talking about Badger's mate Greg Norman at the start of the show. He won three of his four New South Wales Opens at Concord. So you're right, the the creme of the creme have won the New South Wales Open. Exactly, yeah, and, and there's you know even guys you know you got like Peter Lonard's won at a bunch. You you got everyone everyone that's sort of at the top of Australian golf or, or you know that sort of that previous era to myself, Popeye. they've all won it. Popeye they've all won it. it. Pop, yeah, you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're all on there. So it's, you know, it's, it's that, that, that means just in itself, you know, it's something that you want to get your name next to. Now, Concord Golf Club, it's uh, one of the most, or it's one of the oldest, Australia's oldest and most prestigious clubs. And um, well, I think it had a refurbishment through the mid nineties. I think is, is it a long course, Aaron? And if so, are you more favoured to the, to the long courses? It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not an overly long course, no. But it's like their, their defence is is their green complexes, and they can get the greens pretty quick. So, uh, again, weather's going to be dependent. You know, if we get some more rain, then they don't really have much of a choice. You know, you know, the rain's just going to slow the place down. But it, realistically, it's it, it's it's. I was just out there. I played nine holes this afternoon. It's in beautiful condition considering the rain we've had. So. Um, I, I would imagine the scoring is going to be pretty hot out there. Um, that's my early prediction. So it's gonna you're going to have to play well to to get up the top of the leaderboard again. And then if you want to sort of win, you're going to have to play really well, especially with the boys out there these days. If you flush one off the tee, how far is it going on on a, on a good day? Uh, like flat surface, my carry distance is probably around the two sixty five, two seventy meter mark. So that that's that you know that's on a good day, you know. And then you get a bit of run out and so forth. But that's yeah. about me. But by, by no means am I am I the longest guys out here. I played with a guy on Sunday at the Hunter Valley. He's actually a member of Con- Concord, Josh Armstrong. You know, he 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 honestly he just slaps a little lazy one up there and he puts it thirty by me. He's unbelievably impressive. So there's guys out there that just absolutely pounded at the moment. So yeah, I would urge all of the listeners get out there and watch some of these young kids because mm, you know they're hitting golf shots. I've, I've been around a long time and they're hitting golf shots, and I just think to myself, I did not see that line off that tee. You know, it's it's incredible. That means you're old and your joints are getting all stiff when when that's happening when <laughs> the young kids are going past you now. What? Um, in relation, you said you went and played nine holes yesterday. Will you go and play with your caddy? Will you go over the course together in that round you played yesterday? Yeah, so I didn't this week. In, uh, well, I'm playing 18 holes in the Pro-Am tomorrow and my caddy will be out there tomorrow with me. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go over the place. But I'm pretty fortunate. He knows this place really well. So, uh, we, you know, and we obviously played here last year and it doesn't take much for us to sort of get to know a place. So, um, 
yeah, ordinarily, if you go to a new venue, you've never seen it before, you want to get as many looks as you can, especially, and you want to do it with your caddy because, you know, he's going to see different things than you see and stuff like that. So you're always trying to sort of get the best preparation you possibly can. But uh, this week, uh, he'll be out there with me tomorrow. So we'll do a practice round in the Pro-Am and then we'll we'll peg it up on Thursday. Did you get to see Cam Smith's uh, round or some of it today at the, uh, is it the first championship? yeah, I actually got to catch the last uh, the last three or four. I think I turned it on and he pull hooked driver on sixteen oh, into the trees and I thought maybe I should, maybe I should turn this off. So, well, tell us what you I, thought about that, that seventeenth, that that par three, that shot in there. Oh, my, that shot was incredible. I, like I would love to be a fly on the wall and ask him, mate, did you uh, did you block that ten foot? Because I'm pretty confident that he did. But <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why you aim. That that's why you aim a little bit left, right? So. That, that's that's the thing. You, that's why you want to give yourself those margins. And you know, if he aimed at the pin, he's in the water. So that that's but that that comes. People think, oh, maybe you got a bit lucky, but that mm-hmm. comes down to course management and how well he's playing at the moment. That he's seen seeing it so well that you know he knows what to do, when to do. He's obviously playing some of his best golf of his career. So yeah, it's, it's obviously that's incredible. He, I, I, I've known Cam a long time. Um, I wouldn't say I'm his best mate. You know, I, I would like to think if we saw each other. Um, well, we did when, when I was over in the States, you know, we catch up and all the rest of it. So I'm extremely excited for him. Yeah. But this is just, honestly, this is, a, this is the start of, you know, probably a big run for him. I would imagine. I, I think in yeah. 10 years time, Australian golf's going to be talking about Cameron Smith a lot. He won't, he won't buy you a beer next time he sees you. He'll buy you a pub. Wouldn't that be nice? Now listen, uh, yeah, and, and on that Cam Smith thing, eights out of the last nine holes, one putt, hundred one putts overall. It's a record in the yeah, PGA. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah. All right, uh, Aaron. Good luck. A question for a friend. Uh, do you have hundred one putts in one of my rounds? <laughs> <laughs> question for a friend. Do you have a drinks cart uh, on course during the New South Wales Open? Because According to him, his game goes south once the drinks cart comes out. Do you have one of those? They have a drinks cart for out there for the uh, patrons coming out to watch. They've got a few uh, marquees set up for guys and girls to grab some drinks or the rest of it, but unfortunately the players won't be partaking in that while playing. Are you not allowed to or you just don't? Whilst playing. We're, 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 yeah, we're not we're not allowed to uh, we're not allowed to to drink the sponsors' products while we're playing. Unfortunately, Aaron, what happens if you got to go to the toilet? <laughs> like <laughs> four that. hours, and if you got to go to the toilet, what's what's tree. the story there? Yeah, well, a tree. Well, luckily enough, we're we're being being a male, you can sneak off somewhere. But they do have bathrooms and stuff on the golf course as well. Plus, generally, you're always coming past the clubhouse at some stage. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, so there you go. Riveting questions about the New South Wales Open for you. Pikey, <laughs> good luck, mates. Uh, let's hope you can get your hands on some of that 400 grand. Best of luck. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Cheers. Thanks, guys. The Golf Challenge New South Wales Open at Concord, March 17 to 20. Get your tickets at Ticketek. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.